Welcome to the Library Love Fest podcast. I'm Virginia Stanley. I'm Chris Connolly. And I'm Lainey Mays. We are the library marketing team at HarperCollins Publishers. Above all, we love bringing librarians and great books together. Join us every week as we present buzzworthy books through author interviews, conversations with editors, and expert opinions from librarians like you. Enjoy the show. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Check it out. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Brought to you by Library Love Fest. Hi, everyone. We're back with our episode for Library Reads. We've been doing this for a while, and we've had something to say every month, and so we're so, so excited. Yes, the the good times have truly been plentiful. They've been rolling, and uh, we have you all to thank for that, and our wonderful authors for writing must-reads that you all have supported majorly. So, yeah, and October, I have to say, was one of the most the amount of just must read out of this world titles it was probably one of the finest publishing months i've ever seen personally since i've been in the biz the biz as i say um and yeah so we have this month four titles on the list which is fantastic yeah so i guess we should give our round of applause all right yeah that's um, every single one of these titles is so unique and so special and just brilliant again, in their own ways. Um, so I suppose we should just go down the list, right, Lainey? Yeah. All right. Sure. All right. So the first title on the list is Good Night Beautiful by Amy Malloy. Yay. Yeah. You'll remember Amy, of course, from The Perfect Mother, her debut suspense thriller novel that hit the Times list. We had the pleasure of having Amy uh, on our door-to-door series, which you can go back and watch on our blog or Facebook or YouTube, pretty much everywhere. Uh, she's hilarious and very smart, and as is this book, um, but also very, that very book, suspenseful. That book was so twisty, so yes. good. So that's wonderful. Yes, congrats, Amy. Uh, good Night Beautiful goes on sale October 13th. Uh, your lucky day. So the next book on the list is Leave the World Behind by Ruman Alam. Oh my oh. gosh, congrats, Ruman. So uh, we all had the pleasure of conducting a podcast interview with Ruman. Uh, you'll know him from Rich and Pretty, his debut novel, as well as That Kind of Mother. This is a very different book, Leave the World Behind. Still has those very astute you know, psychological and social critiques that Ramon is known for and just beautiful writing. This is very suspenseful, this is very suspenseful, scary, claustrophobic, brilliant. I, I, Lainey can attest to this. She and I and Virginia Stanley, our fearless leader, have all read this book and love it. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah, that book creeped me out and not because it was like scary but it just was so ominous something Mm -hmm. in the background I still think about it such a good book yes looming dread and but the characters are so finely written and uh, there's just so much to talk about with this book so I'm excited for it to get out in the world the buzz is 
really building for this one. I think it will really blow out Ramon in a very special way. And he totally deserves it. Great book. So that is the second book on the list. Next up, again, October. This is really something. Um, the next book is Plain Bad Heroines by Emily M. Danforth. Yay! So excited about this. Well, I have to give Lainey credit for supporting this book and really um, bringing it to me. And then I read it and it's honestly one of my favorite books I've ever read. I'm not just saying that. It really is one of my favorite books of all time. Yeah. I, yeah. So Lainey, what, what, are, what are readers in for with this one? Oh, goodness. It's like such a, a larger than life book. And I say that physically and uh and because of the subject quality it's just amazing and it's very meta and as emily describes like sapphic romance gothic horror um it's just such a fun read but it's also got a little a little creepiness spooky times in there too so a good october read but um it would take forever to tell you all that's in this because it's jam-packed with just really cool story and I hope you, if you haven't already, I hope you guys check it out. Definitely. And she is so wicked smart and funny and uh, just has great insights on the horror genre at large. Just a really interesting, fascinating author. So, yes, do check her out. Oh, and, and mm -hmm. I have to say, she also did an Instagram takeover. And I'm so impressed with all of the research and books and cool things she had to show us that were just background on the book. So, Harper Library, you can check that out anytime too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot to uh, dig into with this book. So I, I'm jealous of anyone who gets to read it for the first time. All right. And then our fourth and final book on the list is Spoiler Alert by Olivia Dade. Yay! Woo! Congrats, Olivia. Brilliant rom-com. Congrats, Olivia. Um, four, again, unique fantastic reads also different also unforgettable again october what is going on with october there's just too many amazing books but we highly recommend you definitely check out these four and also we highly recommend you stick around because we're going to be hearing from each and every one of them yes our favorite part yes so again this is this is laney's brainchild and but we've had books on the library reads list for months and months and months now. And every month we uh, ask the authors to, we'll either call them or they'll leave us a voicemail with their reactions to making the list. So uh, again, like Lenny said, our favorite part of the program, hearing from the authors themselves. So without further ado, I think we'll go down the list. Okay, so first up, we're gonna hear from Amy Malloy. Hi, this is Amy Malloy, the author of Goodnight Beautiful. Um, my second thriller, which is out October 13th from Harper. And I just want to say how grateful I am to be chosen as a library reads pick for, um, for October 2020. I know that this is a very crowded season um, of books. And so it just, it means a lot to be, to be chosen among these picks. Um, especially from librarians. Uh, you know, I was thinking about when I, when I released The Perfect Mother a couple years ago, um, I was fortunate to, to be able to travel and meet a lot of independent 
booksellers and talk about the book, but the best event that I had for that was returning home to my small town um, of West Seneca, New York, outside of Buffalo, where our public library hosted me in a conversation. And um, it meant so much to me because if it weren't for the West Seneca Public Library, I know that not only would I, you know, not be a reader, but I would definitely not be a writer. And um, it was just, it meant so much to me to return and to be able to have my book on the shelf there, um, you know, a shelf that really I feel like just opened up a world to me in a, in a way that just had such a huge impact on me as a child. And, you know, as an adult, and yesterday I took my two little girls who are six and seven to this very small public library in a nearby town where we live of, you know, with a population of about 700 people. And it's one of the few libraries that are actually open for browsing. And we all walked in for the first time and my daughters looked at each other and gave each other a huge high five and went running off to the children's section. Um, and you know, I just, I, I am one of the people who just cherish libraries. And so I'm incredibly grateful. I thank you all so much. And, um, I'll see you at the library. Oh, she's great. And that book is so, like I said, so twisty and so good. And I, I hope you guys get to read it. Cause I got, I listened to the audio e-galley that we have, which is something we should mention. We're, mm-hmm. We've been doing audio e-galleys and I listened to this one and I was in for it. I needed to know what happened. So thank yeah. you for submitting that, Amy, and congratulations. Yeah. And this is, yeah, I, I such a huge success for her and i highly recommend you watch her facebook live with us her editor and her agent are on and she talks about writing this book and this wasn't the book she set out to write it's not the book she started following uh the perfect mother so um there's some things that happen she explains it check out that episode but wow congrats amy um we're so happy for you so next up let's hear from ramon alam I'm Ramon Alam. I'm the author of the novels Rich and Pretty and That Kind of Mother. And I've just received the news that my third novel, Leave the World Behind, has been chosen for the Library Reads list for October. I've said this before and I love saying it. The library was hugely important to me as a kid, as a voracious reader, desperate to discover the world through books. And it remains important to me now as a parent, as someone who relies on our local library to keep my kids stimulated and excited and thinking. To me, the library is a society at its best. And whenever I see my book on a library shelf, and yes, I admit, I check whenever I'm in a library, I can't help myself. I feel such pride and such joy at my place in that space. Leave the World Behind is a book about the world we live in right now. It's a book about the complexities of race and class, about the complications of family love, and about the necessity for human communion on an ever more uncertain planet. It's a book that has occupied my life and work for a long time now, and I'm so thrilled to see it go out into the larger world, and so honored that it's doing that with the blessing of librarians. I'm so grateful to the HarperCollins library team for always ensuring that books find their way into the hands of the right people. And I'm so grateful to libraries generally, not just for their support of me as a writer, although that has been very meaningful, 
but much more importantly for what they do for all the readers in this country. Oh, we love him. Yeah, Ramon is just so fantastic. And um, he also has two podcasts, which I think we've mentioned in, uh, in the past. Yeah, so Ramon has two podcasts, um, Outward and Culture. Go check those out. He, oh my goodness, we were just mesmerized. We were talking to him because he's just so insightful and thoughtful in everything he says. And um, that podcast interview we did with him, which you have to go listen to because we very rarely all three of us are just like gaga about the same book and we had our little we call it our triangle but i think it's more of a circle because mm -hmm. we all love it so much and we all got on to talk to him so please go listen to that and this book is you know just for the grocery list alone that's it you're gonna have a lot to discuss at book clubs too yeah i mean if you're listening to this and you're thinking what what grocery list what is this read the book it's something everyone's talking about i will give you no further details beyond that but um yeah there's there's a lot to talk about with this one all right so the next message we'll listen to is from emily m danforth hi i'm emily danforth author of the novel plain bad heroines and i am just so thrilled and honored that librarians from across the country chose it for the october 2020 library reads list Plain Bad Heroines is a novel built from many threads and approaches. It's gothic horror, sapphic romance, metafiction, and satire. This is probably why I've been using the messy math of Picnic at Hanging Rock plus the Blair Witch Project times lesbians equals Plain Bad Heroines to describe it. Although when I say it out loud, I'm not always sure it does help me describe it. Uh, one thing Plain Bad Heroines is undeniably, though, is a novel about novels and about memoirs and other books, too. It's a novel about books, how we come to them or how they come to us and what happens once we give ourselves over to them. Now, of course, in Plain Bad Heroines, all of that bends toward the gothic horror plot. But I think what the novel says about books having the capacity to change a reader's vision remains true, even once you remove the gothic elements. And I am so thankful to the many librarians who, over the decades, have changed my vision as a writer, but really just as a person, by helping me to find the books I knew I needed and also those I didn't know I needed until I read them, which is that librarian's sweet spot. It's also always rather magical to imagine one of my novels housed in a library, um, either being, you know, sort of uh, checked out by readers who have gone in with the express purpose of checking it out or even being happened upon in the stacks, although I know that's happening less in these COVID days, but I have to believe it'll happen again soon. And it's all the more magical with Plain Bad Heroines, I think, because it's such a book about books to think of it in a library. I've only written two novels. Uh, I'm I'm a slow writer, and uh, and uh, I've only I've only managed to write two, but I can already tell you that librarians have um, been so crucial to whatever success either of those books has found or will find. I think of the many young adult librarians I've interacted with over the years while they uh, helped teen readers find my first novel, The Miseducation of Cameron Post. I even think of myself as a closeted teenager in rural Montana in the early 1990s, reading excerpts from the few LGBTQ novel my high school's brave librarians managed to stock. I was reading those excerpts really from the stacks because I was too scared or ashamed or both uh, to check those books out. 
And even though it's been decades since that time, I still hear from teen readers who tell me something similar. They tell me that they had to steal my novel from their school's library. That's their words, had to, because they were too embarrassed or ashamed to check it out. Uh, but they always promise me they'll return it there when they're finished. I'm not recommending this approach, uh, understand as a rule, but I, I do understand um, its motivation. I understand where it comes from, and I'm so endlessly grateful to the librarians who put my novel on those shelves in the first place. Which brings me back to today and this news about the library reads list for October, and um, it's just remarkable that once again librarians will help readers find this very queer, in every sense of that word, novel, and I'm so humbled and grateful about that. So thank you. We, I mean, it's pretty clear from what we've said before, but we pretty obsessed with this book mm -hmm. and pretty obsessed with Emily. She's amazing and um, very, just such kind words. So yeah. please, if you haven't had a chance to read Plain Bad Heroines, you will not regret it. Well, I had nightmares and so there, when I was reading this, so maybe you'll have some, some misgivings, but the, it, the experience <laughs> is worth it. It's just, especially if you're into horror or metafiction, this, this yeah. is for you. This is, oh my gosh, so amazing. Um, I remember during well, our you Facebook. Know you know that though, but I don't know that. Like, if I wasn't into horror, I don't think that would deter anyone. Yeah, like, right. If you love horror so much, I think that yes, this is definitely for you. But if you don't necessarily always go to horror, like this is a really. It just is so big. <laughs> like it has so many mm -hmm. things going on, and it. it's got footnotes and illustrations and you know direct address to the reader and gothic elements so i just think it has so mm. much that you know it's just going to capture a wide yeah. audience i know you that's a great point Lenny. and I, yeah i think it's a transcendent book it transcends genre in a ways even though it's so referential of so much the final result is just it's an event it's a literary event i yeah so thank you for saying right. that that's a that's a great point Oh. Well, I mean, to your point, I think if you love horror, it's definitely oh, yeah. a love a love letter to you as well. Correct, absolutely. Um, yeah, I just I I am a total fanboy for this book. I think during our Facebook Live, there was there was about a minute stretch where I wasn't making words, just weird sounds, because I just couldn't come up with the vocabulary for how I feel about this book. And uh, Emily was a, was a trooper, and she she sat through that. So thank you, Emily. Well, you're not alone, <laughs> obviously. Yes. Everyone loves it, too. Mm -hmm, for sure. All right. And then last, we're going to hear from Olivia. Hi, I'm Olivia Dade, and I'm thrilled and so thankful that my book, Spoiler Alert, was chosen for the October 2020 Library Reads List. Not only because my book is very close to my heart, but also because I'm a former librarian. So this is basically my Oscars acceptance speech. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank the Dewey Decimal System, of course, but more importantly, I'd like to thank all the librarians out there doing their best to help their communities through providing books, programming, shelter, online access, and all those other necessary resources to their citizens. Libraries are crucial, and as a lifelong nerd and one-time punk-ass book jockey, I would know. A little bit of background about Spoiler Alert as the much maligned final season of Game of Thrones began airing, so did interviews with various cast members. And many of those interviews were both hilariously awkward and widely interpreted, rightly or not, as indicating the cast's 
discontent with the final season. So I began to think about what it might be like to star in a show that epic, that popular, and absolutely loathe how the story ended, but have no means of openly expressing my opinion. Because if they did, they would get into trouble with the show. Those interviews were my inspiration for Marcus, who plays Aeneas on a blockbuster fantasy show inspired by mythology called Gods of the Gates. And he secretly writes fan fiction critical of his character's story arc. I wanted to pair him with someone equally passionate about the show and about the power of storytelling to transform how we see the world and ourselves. That would be April, a plus-size geologist who's found a genuine community through Gates fan fiction and cosplay. Then I thought, what if Marcus and April were already online friends anonymously pining for one another? What if they met in person and had immediate chemistry, but Marcus couldn't say he already knew her because his alter ego's condemnation of the show would get him fired if anyone found out? That was my jumping off point for spoiler alert which is a romantic comedy about fandom, yes, but also about family, fatness, and the identities that we construct and the secrets we keep to protect ourselves. It also has a significant number of jokes about pegging because I am who I am. I am so happy that my story connected with librarians across the country, and thank you again for this honor. I'm beyond grateful. Oh, thank you, Olivia, for sending that in. And whew, librarians, whoo, we're so excited. Mm-hmm. That- yeah, librarian power for sure. So that's that is great. We're so happy for Olivia. So so happy to have her on our list. So that's it for our messages. Again, congrats to our four fantastic authors, and um, we hope you all have. If you haven't read these, do it. Do it as quickly as possible. You will not regret it. There's something here for everyone. Uh, anything else we need to say, Lainey, while we're here? Nope. Just that we uh, thank you for voting and uh, congratulations to all the authors again. And we'll see you next week. Yes. Thank you for voting. See you all then. Be well. Thank you for listening to the Library Love Fest podcast. For more information on this week's episode, go to librarylovefest.com. Enjoying the show? We would love to hear what you think. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Library Love Fest and on Instagram at Harper Library. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and share the show with a friend. Lastly, if you enjoy our show, we bet you'll enjoy all of the other podcasts from HarperCollins Publishers. Find a list of shows at harpercollins.com forward slash podcast. See you next week.